When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. On the LaTeX Sports Network from Learfield, live from Doghouse Sports Grill, this is Inside Tech Basketball with Brooke Store and Talvin Hester. Brought to you by Origin Bank, the official bank of LaTeX Athletics. Northern Louisiana Medical Center, the official imaging partner of LaTeX Athletics. And by Doghouse Sports Grill, official watch party host of LaTeX Athletics. Now live from Doghouse Sports Grill, it's time for Inside Tech basketball. Well, good evening, everyone, and we wish you a very happy Monday here in the Doghouse Sports Grill. Welcome to Inside Tech Basketball. I'm Kyle Roberts, joined alongside Lady Texter head coach Brooks Store. We wish you a very happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day uh, as well on this fine Monday evening. Coach, thanks as always for being here with us. It's every Monday night here uh, during the regular season for the rest of the way as we are in full force in conference play now. And, Coach, I know we were talking before the uh, uh, show started this evening. Very happy with the way that we played this past week, winning two uh, consecutive games, getting the Conference USA Player of the Week for Kiana Walker. It's been a good week for Lady Texter basketball. Yeah, it's always great when you can uh, pick up a couple of wins. But more importantly, I feel like we're trending in the right direction in terms of how we're playing, how we're moving the ball offensively. Um, Continue to have a number of players step up as we've been shorthanded here over the last um, three weeks, six games in conference play. So 
um, for our team to continue to get better during this stretch. That's very important, and we all we always just want to be um, improving as we continue. And, and obviously, when you go on the road and get a win, um, it's a big deal. So protected home court on Wednesday night, and with a di little different look this week instead of Thursday, Saturday played Wednesday. Um, Saturday, so great wins over North Texas. Thought we we played really solid offensively. Mm -hmm. Defense in the third quarter really picked it up um, and kind of stretched that game out and put it away for us. And then Saturday, obviously, getting a, a good win on the road at UAB and um, needed that one. Well, and it, uh, it, it was a weird split where we had, like you said, a Wednesday night at home. It had a great crowd in the Thomas Assembly Center, too, for a Wednesday night. Uh, so it was good to see all the fans that came out in support. Let's start with that ball game, Coach. Uh, that was one where it felt like in the first half we were starting to pull away, and then North Texas made a run towards halftime. Uh, but that third quarter uh, against North Texas, we went 10 for 11 from the floor. And I, I know I was telling Kyle Cavanaugh, our sports information guru, uh, who keeps up with stats and uh, lets us uh, know all of the uh, hi history and everything when it comes to those percentages. I don't know if we'll see another quarter where you take double-digit sh uh, shots and make more than 90% of them, and for the entire game to shoot almost 65% was incredibly impressive. Yeah, I think it goes back to the types of shots we're taking, and um, obviously, you know, we shot it from three well, and this group is capable of that. But again, we're not taking contested threes. We're taking penetration kick, one extra pass, threes, um, balls going inside out. We're getting paint touches, and those are the kind of three-point attempts that you want. And when, when our, our drivers are driving and setting up our shooters, our shooters have their hands and feet ready. We're throwing good scoring passes, and then um, them, they're knocking it down. That's a big deal. But, yeah, I'm not sure I've ever been a part of a game where, you know, a team only misses one field goal in the quarter. And, um, you know, it wasn't even a three-point attempt. We go perfect from the line, perfect from the three, and then we were 10 of 11 from the field. So, um, obviously, pretty efficient offensively when you can do that. But the best part is I think we went 21-3 on them. Um, during that stretch and really were able to kind of put the game out of reach. And um, I thought we defended really well, which allowed us to get out and transition and get some of those easy baskets. I thought Robin Lee came in and, and really gave us a spark playing downhill. And when we can get her playing that way and scoring the way she's capable of scoring, it, it makes our team that much more difficult to guard. And then obviously Lota goes five of six from oh, yeah. three and has a career night. So um, I thought the last three that she took was going to go in. Um, and that would have been, you know, a perfect six for six. But it's just good to see um, the continued production from our bench. Um, and, and we need that, you know. It's, it's a, a long season, and, and people are going to take away your first and second, sometimes your third option. You've got to be able to have people that can come in and um, make shots and, and provide a spark for your group. Four players in double digits against North Texas. Obviously, Kiana Walker, she's going to get her 20-plus points. She's been doing it uh, very frequently lately. She's, uh, like we said, she's had to make up for some offensive production as uh, Anilar has uh, not been able to play. Uh, but Kiana, uh, 23 points on the night, 9 of 17 from the floor. Uh, Lota, like you said, 17 points, knocking down five of those three-pointers at home. And Robin Lee, 6 of 7 from the floor for 16 points. But a young lady I really want to highlight uh, from this game, Salma Bates, 12 points, four, perfect from the floor, 3 of 4 at the foul line, 4 rebounds to go with 3 assists 
a blocked shot, no less. It was a, uh, a pretty good block. It too. sure was. It was. Uh, be, they uh, had a layup. She came in and, and got it from behind, it. and then it led to transition for us. So it was I, really big. I have been so impressed with the way Salma and. I think we've talked about this during the game before, but Salma's not somebody that's going to show a whole lot of emotion on the court. And, and, and sometimes that's what you need from your point guard. Like when things uh, may start to get out of hand, Salma can slow everybody down. Uh, she does a great job, like you said, of, of doing some athletic things like blocking shots. She's, she's gotten good at beating the buzzer, whether it's a shot clock or at the end of the quarter. Uh, talk a little bit more about Salma and what you've seen from her development, particularly in this uh, seven-game uh, or six-game stretch in conference play. Yeah, I think she's come back from Christmas, you know, just with renewed sense of focus. And she understands that, you know, with, with Anilor and Kate being out, it's two more players that, you know, obviously produce for us. And um, that that has to start with our point guard in terms of who to get the ball to, when to get the when to get them the ball, and then when to be at- attacking and aggressive offensively. And she's just played with a, a really solid command of the game, um, command of the ball in her hand, and um, it's been really neat to see that she doesn't have to be super explosive or. Um, super flashy. She just calm and steady, and um, bringing that calmness and that steady hand to our group um, has really been beneficial for us. So, um, need her to continue to do that. Again, if you go back, we've talked about it a lot. If you go back to last year, those last 10, 11 games of the season, we were really successful because she was solid for us. And um, she's a player that doesn't get a lot of credit, um, you know, from our as far as some of the more recognizable players, you know, Kiana gets a lot of credit, Aylor gets a lot of credit, you know, Lota and Amaya and um, Lota, when they come in and score, they get, but she kind of go flies under the radar a lot of times, and that's kind of her personality. She's just kind of low and, and calm, and um, so for for her to do, be able to do that for our group has been really beneficial these last six games and helped us go four and two without Anilor and Kate. Well, another young lady we talk about that, and this is not somebody that's going to necessarily score a lot of points, but she's going to be responsible for a lot of scoring, and that's Sylvia. Yeah, oh, Sylvia no TV, excellent job with assist to turnover ratio. She's still, I believe, uh, ranking somewhat high in the NCAA overall. Does a great job. She doesn't. Uh, she's not really uh, one that's going to put up, you know, ten points necessarily, but she's going to be responsible for somewhere between ten to fifteen a night. Yeah, and she has the ability to rebound and and do some different things. You know, defensively, her length um, really impacts us. Um, just seeing her be more aggressive. Thir- or Wednesday night. I keep thinking we played Thursday, but Wednesday night. You know, I watched film with both she and Robin on Monday of just, hey, we need to have you guys be more of a scoring threat. You know, you're you're driving, looking to pass, and she's doing such a great I said this is going to sound really weird but your unselfishness is almost being selfish yeah. for our group and we need you to be more of a scoring threat and I thought she took that to heart she got downhill got in the paint was able to create um, got to the free throw line on Saturday had a huge offensive rebound there in that first half and um, chases down a loose ball and gets that to uh, McKenzie for a putback and you know we need that from her we need her to not have to be guarded as a passer but more so as someone that's looking at the rim and then then that opens up passes for everybody else well let's move to the uab game on this past saturday Barto arena has been a place that we've been very successful uh, in recent years, and coach, if I'm not mistaken, you're undefeated uh, when we've gone to Bartow. I like Bartow. Yes. I mean, we played pretty well there. Our players seem to like playing there, and we've not lost there in the seven years I've been here. So it was great to finish. You know, it's the last time we'll go there. Yep. So it was great to finish that off. Um, you know, I, 
we're seven and zero, but then we beat Charlotte when the tournament was there my first year. So we're, we're really eight and zero in Bartow. We kind of like playing there. So our players um, respond well, and I just thought they were locked in, ready to go. We didn't shoot it great. We missed a lot of easy shots that we've been making, uh, especially through conference play, shooting you know forty seven percent. Um, but I thought we did uh, a really nice job defensively. They averaged 77, and we held them to 55, and really they got 10 of those very late, yep. um, like last probably two and a half, three minutes. So um, gave up a couple of threes and, you know, a couple of other buckets, but I thought we defended really well. I think they started one of 16 in the fourth quarter and thought, you know, that we got a double-digit lead, and anytime you can do that on the road, I think that's big. But they've got the ability to score it, and, um, I thought the the job defensively that Kiana did on De, uh, Denim to Shields was big because we got her into foul trouble. She took a charge on her, then Amaya took a charge on her, and she had to go to the bench. And so that was big, kind of took them out of their you know game offensively. But they they have the ability to stay in games by the way they shoot the three so well, and we knew that they spread you out. It's a difficult matchup. I, mean, I thought Worm did a great job of adjusting, having to come out on the perimeter. They can um, knock down the three and transition so well, and I just thought we part of our transition defense was the good shots that we took um, and then taking care of the basketball that didn't lead to those runouts and open looks for them. So I thought we did a nice job. I think we ended up hitting six threes, and, and two of those were very, very late. So I'm pleased with our defensive effort. We've got to, got to figure out the rebounding aspect of it, and if this group can figure that out, then I think we get really, really good. Yeah, plus three in the rebound margin for that game at Finally UAB. Finally, I'll rebound right. somebody. <laughs> well, and you know, somebody else that we talked about, you know, Kate Thompson has been slowly working her way back in. She's had uh, she's had some a nagging injury, and so for the last couple of games has played very limited minutes. But I do want to go to a sequence where uh, Kate was in the game, and I was really proud of what she did. She was fighting for a loose ball. She was going against uh, Destiny McGee, who is uh, – She's, she's given a, up she's a, a few good, pounds. Yes, and so you know, Destiny, Destiny had a, a little bit of a size advantage there. So they're on the floor wrestling for the ball. And I see Kate pick the ball up as she's about to go out of bounds, turn around and just slam it off of Destiny's shoulder and out of bounds. And I thought to myself, that kid's doing it. And I know she's in pain right now, but she's still she trying is. as hard as she and can. And really, you know, I think that, you know, just, again, kind of goes back to what this group's about and it epitomizes, you know, just do whatever you can to help our group be successful. And if it's one minute, it's two possessions, whatever it is, um, just go in and be all in. And I thought, you know, she came in and got on the floor for that loose ball and then threw it off of her, and we retained possession. And that's a big – those are big plays. You know, we talk about winning moments a lot, and they can happen in the first quarter, they can happen in the second quarter, they can happen at the very end of the game, the last possession. And unless you're playing with that mentality, you're not going to have those happen, and um, you don't take advantage of them when they do present themselves. And so um, it was good to see that, and we need that from her. We had some pretty good spacing as far as scoring uh, against UAB uh, in the fourth quarter. And uh, a moment that I want to go back to, we're up by seven points, and Lota had not – she had not scored to that point. In she fact, hadn't she, gotten a shot. Yeah, she, she only had one, one shot that she was able to put up. It was 
my opinion, it was one of the biggest shots of the night, if not the biggest. We, she, she put us up from 7 to 10 with a long three-pointer, the first time that she had an open look all night long, and that gave us a 10-point lead. And, and as you saw, as UAB started to uh, close in this game, I think 35 seconds left, they, were, they had it back within one possession. That's how big that three-pointer was. Yeah, it was, and it gave us momentum. Um, I, you know, Kiana sat during that whole time with foul trouble, and so we needed to continue. I thought it was great. Our players really – I mean, we got up to 10, got up 10, 12 yep. at one point with her on the bench. And um, I thought – actually, as I was watching film on the bus on the way back, I, I just took a little video of that clip um, on my phone, and I sent it to Lota, who was sitting in the back of the bus, and I just said – I'm not proud because you made this shot. I'm proud because you did not hesitate when yep. you took it, when you caught the ball. And for her, she, I mean, she's 19 of 30 from three in conference play. I, I'm not a math major. I was a business major, but was that like 62%? It's pretty like good. That. Um, from three, that's really good. And, it's, I mean, they weren't going to let her have a look. And what she's doing um, out there on the floor right now is creating space for everybody else because – um, now you've got driving lines that are open for Kiana and Robin and Sal and Syl. And when you've got her on the floor and creating that kind of space, it's going to open up for one-on-ones for Worm inside or, you know, when ALR and Kate are out there. Um, it, and that's really big. And, and, we, and we saw that from Robin. Like yes, Robin had yes. some excellent drives at the basket. She is uh, honestly – she is one of the better scorers that I've She's seen. She's a natural scorer, yes. and this is what we tell Rob, you know, keep it simple. See ball, get ball, yep. go score ball. Yep. And um, I thought she did that really well last week, um, both Wednesday and Saturday. I watched a clip from uh, Hard Knocks from the Arizona Cardinals uh, with her on Monday, and just it was it's about one of their defensive tackles and just kind of getting adjusted he's playing was playing behind jj watt just unleash the beast mm-hmm. and just really go attack and uh stop thinking and just go react and, and and play and i thought she did a great job of that last week you know before we go to our first break coach one other person i want to mention uh when's the last time you've seen five block shots by one player in one game it's been a, been a minute. I'm I'm not sure. I can't think of one yeah. either. But Mackenzie Worm, five block shots, and I mean, and I'm telling you, like they were clean swats yep. all night long. I mean, she's got such great uh, length with those arms that and her uh, timing is really yes. good too. She's really figuring that out. I think I showed one in film today of the with the group of she blocks it as falling out of bounds, catches it and throws it to Robin, and we start transitioning and end up scoring. And those are another winning moment. Like, those are plays that I told her, I brought her in. We were just talking before uh, practice today, and I said, hey, you know, that play you wouldn't have made a month ago. And I I keep going back to, um, you know, we're going to get ALR back at some point, and we're going to, you know, Kate's going to get healthy at some point, and, you know, we're going to have everybody healthy. And I said, hey, you wouldn't have made that play a month ago, but the, the progress and the confidence that you've gained in this last month has been tremendous. And now you can't, when they do come back, you can't let that, like you've got right. to keep growing keep because it. that makes us better. And as hard as it's been to not have everybody, it's been really cool to see her development and, you know, our small lineup development, all those things, because when we finally do get everybody back, I think we can be really good. Yeah, we'll, we'll be expecting to see that payoff with a fully healthy roster and a McKenzie Worm that's more confident and that knows what to do in, in these big game situations no as question. conference play goes she gives on. Us, I mean, against the zone, she's really good. If you look, go back and watch our zone possessions, her ability to see and pass, 
uh, in the zone. Um, she's, she's a really smart player, but just the, the experience, being in the battle of in a two-point game at UTEP, you're on the road and you played a tough game on Thursday night at home and had a quick turnaround and a long travel day. And, oh, by the way, you went from playing seven minutes to now you're starting and you're in there in crunch time. Like, those are experiences that you only gain through the experience. Yep. And I know that sounds goofy, but um, just really proud of her growth and excited about her future and what that's going to bring to our group. All right. Well, you can help the red and blue go green by recycling on game days. Join the city of Ruston, Pepsi, Graphics Packaging, and Tech Athletics by making a difference and locating a nearby recycling bin to dispose of your paper, plastic, and aluminum products. Let's take a two-minute timeout. When we come back, we'll take a look at Conference USA, at USA as a whole, and then we will talk about the two upcoming games for the Lady Texers as we get ready to hit the road again this week. You're listening to Inside Tech Basketball on the La Tech Sports Network from Learfield. Tech fans, join us at Doghouse Sports Grill on Monday nights at 6 for Inside Tech Basketball. Hosts Malcolm Butler and Kyle Roberts will be talking to head coaches Brooks Dore and Talvin Hester about their Bulldog and Lady Texter basketball seasons. Doghouse has been serving fan favorites for over 20 years and is the official watch party host of Louisiana Tech Athletics. So come join us at 102 North Homer Street in Ruston. Doghouse, it's where the Bulldogs and Lady Texters eat. We're about living in the moment. You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music. We're the doers, the shakers, the tastemakers. The ones who dance to their own beat. The ones who stay cool when things heat up. Whether the party is big or small. We're the ones who never want it to end. The ones who can't stop. And never will. The beat starts at Pepsi.com. Pepsi. Live for now. Another season of women's and men's college sports is underway. Follow your alma mater or favorite team in their pursuit of the prestigious Learfield Directors Cup at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at thedirectorscup.com. Trophies will be awarded in June 2023 to the winning institutions in all competitive divisions. Learfield Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics. Back here at the Doghouse Sports Grill, we welcome you back to Inside Tech Basketball. We are joined by head coach of the Lady Texers, Brooks Store. I'm Kyle Roberts. Again, wishing you a very happy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day on this fine Monday. And, Coach, uh, there's a lot of Conference USA women's basketball going on tonight. And fortunately for us, we get to enjoy uh, the holiday. Now, I know you guys practice today, uh, but for us, we didn't have to be on the road. We didn't have to play a game. We get to have a fresh, uh, fresher set of legs as we get ready to head up on this uh, really challenging road swing coming up as we go to Western Kentucky on Thursday and then round out uh, with a Saturday game 
at Middle Tennessee. And so uh, for, we uh, are trying to keep an eye on some of the uh, scores that are going on around the league right now. Uh, but for, as far as the overall standing, it's in conference play. Kyle Cavanaugh and I were talking uh, on the air uh, on Saturday in Bartow, and we kind of called uh, Saturday moving day, if you will, kind of like if you're watching a major, you get to see the, how the different players perform on rounds two or round three. And we saw a ton of movement in conference play. And, of course, for us, it was good to get the, uh, that win. And that moved us in the right direction, fourth overall, and just two and a half games out of first place. Yeah, and, and for us, we're not even halfway. And we know there's a lot of basketball left to be played. And, again, it's what I talked about earlier. We've just got to continue to improve and continue to get better each day and try to put ourselves in the best situation possible as we head into February and March. And, um, you know, I, I feel like last week our group got better. And, um, we, again, we continue to have players step up um, as we're shorthanded and uh, know eventually we'll get everybody back, and um, that will be really nice. But um, this will be a tough week as we go on the road and, um, you know, you're, you're playing in, at Western Kentucky. Diddle's a, a really tough place yep. to play, and they've been really successful there. They're playing at FAU tonight. But uh, kind of like what you said, everybody, a lot of – I think we're the only – there's only one other school besides us not playing to, today or tonight. So – um, I, I don't mind that. It's nice right. to get a break. And, and we've, we've gone, you know, home on Thursday night and then early tip at UTEP on Saturday. So um, it's time for somebody else to have a little yes. travel. Um, but we've got to show up and continue to compete and um, continue to get better. And uh, we expect our group to do We got after it pretty good at practice today. And um, we'll have them prepared. And um, we got to go into a tough environment and, and find a way to, to beat a, a, a very good Western Kentucky team that can really score it. And they – you know, play a lot of zone defense that is going to pressure and trap. And, you know, they're flying around. They like to turn people over. I think they've got four players in the top 15 and steals in the league. They're um, top top 10 in the country and um, in, in turnovers forced. And uh, we've got to take care of the basketball. So this is a Western Kentucky team that uh, beat both of its opponents this past week by scores of 75 to 71. And so uh, we'll start with their game against UAB on Wednesday. The uh, Blazers had a 30-15 to 15 lead over Western Kentucky in Diddle at the end of the first quarter, and Western Kentucky ended up coming back and winning that one by four in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they'd cut it to two at the half, um, but like you said, UAB jumped out and scored 30 in the first quarter, and and, and that's the, the thing. you know, We knew going into Saturday's game that UAB could score it, and we had to be great defensively. Um, same thing for Western. They've got the ability with the way they shoot the three that you've got to – I mean, they're going to look for deep outlets. They're going to um, push on a make or miss. They're not concerned about giving up a score. They just want to go score. And so we've got to really dictate tempo, and, and you do that by the types of shots you take, um, how you force them to guard. And we can't give up live ball turnovers that lead to transition or, um, you know, threes in transition. We've got to make sure that we execute offensively that forces them to guard, and then we get our defense set and play at the pace and the tempo that we want to play. We had the uh, Conference USA Player of the Week this past week, and the uh, Western Kentucky had the Freshman of the Week. Uh, I might butcher the name, forgive me, Acacia Hayes. Yeah. Uh, she Younger the, sister of the Hayes sisters that yep. played at Middle Tennessee and then transferred to Mississippi State. Yeah, a lot of transferring going on yeah. in, in college sports, sports right now. But, but that's another night for another topic. But, yeah, she had 14 points against UAB, and then uh, she came back, and uh, I believe she had double digits again. She had 11 
uh, against uh, FIU. And yeah, so, they can score it, and they've got a number. And a little point guard and Alexis Meads, really crafty with the ball, can score it. Um, they're going to spread you out. You know, they may we may look up and they've shot 35 threes, um, and they may have 20 of those at halftime. Um, both both teams we play this week are going to shoot the three. Um, Middle Tennessee obviously is very good, um, and and picking up Savannah Wheeler to go with the group that they had coming back. So. Um, it's got, they're UAB. They're actually playing at UAB right now. So um, both, yes. both games this week are high-scoring opponents, and we've got to do a great job of um, defending and defending the three-point line and, and slowing them down in transition. Yeah, well, Middle Tennessee currently at the top of Conference USA uh, overall. They've not lost a conference game yet, going 6-0 and so far. They've got a lead over UAB right now, uh, 23-14 it looks like in the second quarter. Uh, but you mentioned Savannah Wheeler. I saw that name, and I thought she was on Marshall, right? So she decided instead of going to the Sun Belt, she would transfer schools, and she decided to stay in conference play. And she's another uh, young, uh, young point guard, uh, does a great job of shooting. She gave us fits last year when we were at Marshall. Uh, and so uh, we, but we know that this is going to be a really good Middle Tennessee team that we're going to be seeing this week. Yeah, and and they've had a great win over uh, Louisville, who's ranked in the top ten at the time. And um, we know they're going to be fired up. We put them out in the tournament in the semis last year, and that's all we've heard from their staff is you know they won't about that. They want that. But again, for us, you know, this week is about continuing to get better. Um, continuing to improve as a group and um, figuring out how we need to be playing in order to play our best basketball in February and March. And um, I kind of said it earlier, but I feel like we're trending in the right direction. Um, I'd love to get this rebounding um, dimension figured out. And, um, you know, as as we continue to try to get healthy, um, we'll get everybody back in the fold and make sure that we um, continue to build what what we've started these last three weeks. Middle Tennessee, thirteen and two overall. They've won eleven of their. Uh, they've won eleven straight, uh, and so it uh, was certainly uh, a tough task, but not an impossible task. And so we've had some success going up there and playing. Yeah, you know, I think that um, the thing we've got to be great defensively. Um, they're they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. They they believe that um, you know I'm not sure what their net ranking is this week, but they've been in the uh, top thirty, um, which would get them an at large bid which is great for our league, but they're not only arguably the, they're the hottest team in the league, they're also one of the hottest teams in the country. And, um, you know, I don't care who you're playing or where you're playing. If you've won 11 straight, you're doing something right. And um, they're well coached. They play extremely hard. I don't think they get enough credit. Everybody talks about their offense, um, but I don't think they get enough credit for how hard they play defensively. And um, we've got to be really sharp with the basketball and play with some poise. Um, and know they're going to try to pressure you and um, change up their defense a little bit and try to take you out of what you do initially. But we've got to be poised. And uh, if we can do that, then I think we'll get some good shots. Well, Coach, this will uh, wrap up the b- basketball portion of this. So there's another important game going on tonight. Cowboys playing against Tampa Bay. Your Dallas Cowboys will be uh, in the first round of the playoffs here tonight or the wild card week. Uh, your thoughts as we get ready for some playoff football, wrapping up what's been a pretty exciting week of college, a weekend of, uh, of playoff football. Yeah, been some great games. Uh, watched a little bit yesterday as I was watching film or at least had it on the background. Um, you know I'm a, a sucker. I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, and I'm probably going to have my heart broken tonight. But, um, you know, you, you, I'm going to cheer for them. Right. You can't help it. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I think uh, hopefully Parsons can get to Tom Brady and um, we can cause a little disruption um, for them and he gets rid of it so quickly. But we've got to we got to be able to run the run the football and then um, 
Dak's got to hit some big plays, I think, to CeeDee Lamb and maybe T.Y. Hilton. Coach, it's always a pleasure to visit with you. We thank you for your time tonight. We'll uh, look forward to uh, – you can listen to our games this week. Thursday, tip-off against Western Kentucky is at 6.30 Central, not 6 o'clock as we're normally used to. That game will be broadcast on 97.7 FM and on the LaTeX Sports Network. And then on uh, Saturday, I believe, uh, or obviously an early afternoon tip-off. Are we tipping off at 1 or 2 o'clock? 1 o'clock. Yeah, 1 yep. Central Standard Time. And so uh, be on the listen out for those. And, of course, we'll be right back here next Monday night at the Doghouse Sports Grill. Coach, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for visiting, and uh, we'll see you. We will be talking to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Kyle. All right, when we come back, you will hear from uh, Bulldog head coach Talvin Hester and the voice of the Bulldogs, Malcolm Butler. You're listening to Inside Tech Basketball on the La Tech Sports Network from Learfield. Life's just more fun on a new easy go from Fairway Carts in Minden. It's more fun tailgating or camping with the family with an easy go multi-passenger cart. It's more fun hunting and doing farm chores with an easy go utility cart. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of easy go gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Have more fun on a new easy go from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call 318-371-CART and go Bulldogs! Bulldog fans help the red and blue go green by recycling on Bulldog and Lady Texas game days. In partnership with the city of Ruston, Graphics Packaging International, and Pepsi, Louisiana Tech Athletics is working towards a more sustainable game day. Be on the lookout for the city of Ruston blue recycling bins to dispose all paper, plastic, and aluminum products. While you're watching the game, enjoy a refreshing Pepsi, and then dispose of your bottle and conveniently locate a receptacle throughout the stadium concourse. Ruston residents, for more information and to sign up for curbside recycling, visit rustonrecycles.org today. Tech fans, join us at Doghouse Sports Grill on Monday nights at 6 for Inside Tech Basketball. Hosts Malcolm Butler and Kyle Roberts will be talking to head coaches Brooks Dorr and Talvin Hester about their Bulldog and Lady Texter basketball seasons. Doghouse has been serving fan favorites for over 20 years and is the official watch party host of Louisiana Tech Athletics. So come join us at 102 North Homer Street in Ruston. Doghouse, it's where the Bulldogs and Lady Texters eat. Another season of women's and men's college sports is underway. Follow your alma mater or favorite team in their pursuit of the prestigious Learfield Directors Cup at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at thedirectorscup.com. Trophies will be awarded in June 2023 to the winning institutions in all competitive divisions. Learfield Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics. Uh, welcome back to the Doghouse Sports Grill. This is Inside Tech Basketball. Malcolm Butler joined by Louisiana Tech Bulldog head coach Talvin Hester. And, uh, Coach, uh, glad to have you here. A, uh, we knew it was going to be a tough week. We're in a, we're at a tough stretch right now, some really good teams. And uh, as I think you said the other day on the postgame, you're not sure the next time we will face a team that isn't going to give you a game. It's a, a very balanced league this year, but on the road at North Texas Wednesday and then at home Saturday against UAB and got a, a couple of really close games that came down to their last 30 seconds like it seems like every game does in conference play. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, you had to be awfully proud. Your team falls behind by 18 at halftime on the road against the North Texas team. That's one of the best defensive teams in the country. And yet you come out, you find a way to fight all the way back. You tied it up with 18 seconds to play. They did hit a jumper with 2.5 to play uh, to beat you. So obviously there's no moral victories, uh, but you had to be proud of the fight your guys showed in the second half. 
You know, you're always proud when they play well. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we continue to talk about playing 40 minutes. Uh, and that's the goal. I mean, at the end of the day, whether it's the first uh, 20 or the second 20, we got to start putting those together. And we came out a little sluggish. Uh, we came out kind of trying to do it on our own. Um, and then I think we had some resiliency and some seniors that, that stepped up and said, you know what, this is not how it looks. And they had some fight in them, and, they, and they, we clawed back in the game. Unfortunately, we didn't get the last stop to force it in overtime, but um, it, is what we, it is what it is, and we got to grow from it and learn from it. Uh, I keep saying I'm, I'm saying that, but we keep getting in these close battles and these close games that, that we're coming out on the other end, and we got to find a way to switch that. Yeah, six of the seven so far have basically been decided uh, down in the last 30 seconds of those mm -hmm. ball games. So, uh, and we're seeing that across the league. That's not just Louisiana Tech games. Mm -hmm. So you're right. If you want to, if you want to finish towards the top of the league standings, you got to find a way to win the close games. Uh, Isaiah Crawford, we've seen him continue to come on and come on. I think he had probably his best game of this year in Denton on uh, on Wednesday night. He was a, one of the big reasons we were able to fight back. You know what I thought of that in the Sanford game. The Sanford game he was really good, and we got the win. We pulled it out. Um, he's been up and down. And, you know, like I say, you know, he's been away from the game so long with the knee injury and him battling through two of them. Um, I think it's just the maturation of him uh, getting more comfortable, be able to go through it. And um, he was very, very good that night. Um, but like I say, a lot of that came in the second half. We got to learn to put both of those together. So talk a little bit about that first half. It was a close game through the first 10 minutes. And then really it was just from the 10 minute mark to halftime where they got that separation. Uh, what did Louisiana Tech, what, did, what didn't Louisiana Tech do during that stretch? You know what, I, I just don't think we were locked in per se. You know, at, at that time I actually subbed. We were 14 to 14 and I subbed a couple of our veterans out. Uh, and we had some other guys in. I don't think they knew the magnitude of, of that kind of basketball game in conference against a team that's that good defensively. And it kind of was, uh, was wild to them. Uh, by the time I got those upperclassmen back in the game and we were able to fight again, um, we were down, we were we kind of dug ourselves a hole, but like I say, I, there was resiliency in those upperclassmen and, and uh, we went in the locker room and I didn't have to say much at halftime and they said a lot of it and, and uh, we came back out in the second half, we executed the plan. Um, for us to put up 47 points against them in the second half is a feat because they only give up 55 a game. Like I say, but you got to play. It's a tale of two halves. We've got to play both halves. Yeah, and that second half, you did a good job of really attacking the basket. You got a lot to the free throw line quite a bit. We mentioned Isaiah Crawford. I think he was 13 of 15 uh, from the free throw line, including hitting his last 11. Uh, but when you're playing really good defensive teams like that, uh, a lot of times that's what you've got to do, right? You've got to be aggressive. You've got to attack the rim, and you try to try to get to the free throw line. Right, and that's when we shoot at our best is when we play inside out. We're not a really good three-point shooting team when we take them off the bounce or if the ball just goes around the perimeter. Uh, but inside out, we're as good as they come. We, we shoot about 35%, and I think most of those uh, is even higher percentage if it's 10-toe to the rim, paint touch in and out. Um, and if we get those, guys like Drayvon Mangum can affect the game. Guys like Quandre Bullock can affect the game if we're taking the right kind of shots. It's just when we kind of get in the rhythm where we're taking the wrong kind of shots, we're kind of what we call playing hero ball uh, when it kind of gets to us. And like I say, got to us the first half. Uh, but like I say, we were resilient, fought back, came up on the short end. And lesson learned, I, tell, uh, I was talking to our coaches the other day, and one of them had a saying is they all possessions are valued the same, no matter if it's the first possession of the game or the last possession of the game. And in that game, some of the early possessions in that game hurt us. 
uh, and, and we suffered for it late in the game. We fought back, probably played well enough to get back in the game. Uh, hopefully we can turn that in playing well enough to win the game uh, soon. So. In that first half, they got a big kid inside uh, who's, who's really good, a uh, young man named uh, uh, Abu Usman. And uh, double, we're double teaming him, and they were doing a good job, especially Usman, of kicking it out. Uh, and they, they found some open three-point shooters. They knocked them down. Second half, it looked like we didn't double team as much. Was that some, an adjustment you guys made at halftime? No, I, I think they stopped going to some of the sets and stopped getting easy post touches that they got in the first half. I thought we fought them better in the second half to not get easy post touches. Gotcha. You know, in the first half, I think we let them throw it in there, which, you know, you never bring a double on. But the second half, we fought them, and the post touches were a lot harder. Uh, and those, those lanes closed up a lot faster. Those passing lanes closed up a lot faster. I thought it was a testament to our fight in the second half. I thought we were really good in scrapping and clawing and fighting in the second half, putting stops together, not just one stop, but two stops in a row or three stops in a row, and then coming down, attacking the basket and putting them on their heels. And so, like I said, I don't think it was a change in scheme. We didn't do anything different, but our fight was different. And when your fight is different, you got a chance to win a lot of games no matter what your scheme is. You mentioned uh, when we played them that going into that game, they were only giving up 52 points a game. Bulldogs score 47 in 20 minutes in the second half, which uh, says quite a bit. Tyler Perry, what a guard for North Texas. There are some really, really incredible point guards in this league, yeah. and Tyler Perry's one of them. He's a tough matchup. No doubt, and to be honest, I thought we, I, I would assume that they were going to him the last play, but they used him as a decoy. Uh, I think we, unfortunately, we, we relaxed. We were there on the drive. Uh, we actually actually came out and contested, made him take a mid-range contested jump shot. So I wasn't upset or frustrated with that. Uh, but I, I just don't think we, um, we, put, we shouldn't put ourselves in that situation again. But he's dynamic. Uh, he's really good. I, I always tell our guys that great players aren't players that get a lot of opportunities. Great players are the ones that capitalize on the opportunities they get, and it's the difference. Uh, Kobe Williams continued to be Kobe Williams, 17 points uh, that night. He had five assists for you, three rebounds, and he just continues to do it every single night, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. You know, and, and like I say, at the end of the day, the, the only thing we need out of him now other than that is to bring some of the young guys along um, because he has experience from being young once uh, where he was going through the fight and going through the fire and, and trying to learn how, what it took to be the player he is now, and he's actually learned that, and he's given us everything he has. Um, but now we need him to pass that on to the young guys because at the end of the day, you can't do it alone. You can't be the best player and the greatest player, and then you don't have help. It's a team game. And elaborate a little bit on especially with when we're talking really Kobe to Jordan Crawford in, in, in a situation, right? A point guard to a point guard. Jordan's been really good for this basketball team this year. But, again, true freshman, you're going to have some ups and some downs. And uh, what can Kobe do to help him? Uh, just encourage him and, and to be honest, practice hard every day like he does. And, and uh, I'm probably need to do a better job of putting them against each other in practice. Uh, usually Jordan's on the same team and they're playing together and trying to get some chemistry uh, together. But I probably could do it better because iron sharpens iron. And, and to go against that every day, that's what he did at the beginning of the year, fought him every day, uh, which brought him along really fast. And I probably need to do more of that down the stretch. But just give him his leadership. Uh, talk to him about the trials. Talk to him about preparation. At the end of the day, it's practice that makes you better. It's not going out and being confident in the game. Uh, your confidence comes through your work. And if Kobe can pass some of those things down to him, 
uh, Jordan can be dynamic in the future. Yeah, he'd be a good one to learn from, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Saturday afternoon, you came home, UAB, it was a uh, basically a, a rematch of last year's Conference USA championship game out in Frisco, Texas. That day, uh, UAB Blazers won it. Uh, you know, UAB's a team that they've got a lot of pieces to the puzzle. Now, obviously, Jelly Walker is the one that everybody talks about. He's the one that I'm sure everybody, uh, their game plan is centered around how do you stop Jelly Walker. You come out, what, probably 45 minutes and a half hour before the game, you realize he's not playing today. He's in a boot over on the bench. How does that affect the game plan, or does it? You know what I told my team before we went out? When I was at the University of Houston, we had a kid named Damian Dotson. And um, after he got drafted by the New York Knicks, I got a phone call from another school that wanted to schedule them. I was leaving Houston and going to another university. Um, but he asked me how the team would be, and I said, really good. Is like better than last year? I said, I think so. He said, you're telling me they're going to be better without a guy that drafted in the NBA. I said, it's really crazy, but they're going to be better as a team. They're not going to rely on him so much. And I thought the same thing with UAB. Uh, I thought even though Jelly Walker was going, I thought they got contributions from a lot of people. I thought the ball spread around and other people took shots that usually he would probably take. Sure. Uh, which made it very hard and very difficult for us to uh, uh, know where their production was going to come from. But in the end of it all, I, I will say this, that I thought our first shot defense was dynamic. I thought we probably held them to about 25% uh, shooting from the field with our first shot defense. It, the problem was giving them multiple chances on single possessions over and over and over again that ultimately became detrimental to us. You know, when we were coming back from uh, North Texas Wednesday night after that game, Darshawn McClellan uh, was watching some film. Uh, uh, or actually, I'll tell you what, we were, we were watching the end of the Western Kentucky game. They were playing UAB, if I remember that I remember, night. That's correct. And Darshawn was talking about, hey, UAB gets so many of their points off of offensive rebounds. No doubt. Uh, and so going into the game, you knew that was obviously a key. That's something you talk to your players about. Uh, 21 offensive rebounds that led to 30 second chance points. And there's a lot of different things you can look at in the course of a basketball game. But ultimately, that was probably the biggest demise on Saturday. It was really the only demise on Saturday was giving them second opportunities and third opportunities at the same shot. And, and, and when you go back and watch the film, it wasn't because all, all because they beat our big guys up in there. That's what everybody wants to say with rebounding. But our guards have to be good in boxing guys out in the perimeter. Uh, they had guys getting free runs to the rim uh, from the three-point line. Our bigs are down there wrestling with their big guys and guards just going in tip dunking the basketball. So um, it, it's not as it seems, but the rebounding was a huge issue. Um, I almost wish me and my staff could have went out there and boxed some guys out uh, to help us. But at the end of the day, um, you can't stomach that, that kind of, that kind of uh, production from another team. Um, I, like I say, I thought our first shot defense was good. Uh, I know a lot of people, I heard somebody say our, our zone, their zone hurt Their zone didn't hurt us. Uh, what hurt us is them getting second shots, third shots, taking the ball out of the net, being able to set up. When they couldn't set up in their zone, I thought we were really good offensively. We played over one point per possession, and it didn't bother us that much. Yeah, and it wasn't just one guy. I mean, you look down, nobody had more than three offensive rebounds from them. I mean, it was a team effort. They are uh, an incredibly athletic basketball mm -hmm. team. Uh, you know, I it's kind of hard to go out on a limb and say, hey, they're the most athletic team in Conference USA, but they are the most athletic team I think we have faced so far in Conference USA for sure. You know what? I don't know if it's they're the most athletic. They're the most athletic big team. You there you know, go. They have legit size at every position. They're athletic and big. 
uh, which posed, you know, you know, a little problem for our bigs. Our bigs are fighting for their life. Um, usually when you can box out one guy and, you, and they're not as big, maybe you can get your hand on it. Uh, but like I say, they were running 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guys in there from the perimeter uh, who were helping out rebounding. I think I saw one clip where they had four guys in there rebounding. Uh, and usually most teams have three and they get back, but they hang their hat on it so much. Um, and, but I told our team, you know, it's going to come down to five on four or five on three. And that's us boxing them out. Um, and like I said, they won that battle that night on us. I'll tell you what, uh, both Kobe Williams and Keiston uh, Willis had uh, phenomenal games for Louisiana Tech. Those two young men, uh, men combined for 50 points. Uh, Kobe with a career-high 27 points. And, again, typical Kobe. It's not just the points, right? 27 points. He led us in rebounding with eight. Uh, led us in assist with five. Uh, also had a, a block in the ball game. And then Keiston Willis had one of his better nights. His season high in points with 23, hit five three-pointers. Uh, those two young men uh, really played well. And they did, you know. And like I say, we, we needed somebody else to step up. And, and that doesn't mean point production. Uh, it means a box out. It means a, a loose ball, going to get a loose ball. It means uh, um, uh, a big contest on a shot. It means talking on defense and a switch. Uh, and we got to help those upperclassmen out because they are out there fighting. They played a lot of minutes in that game. Um, you know, I always ask myself, were they tired down the stretch? Uh, were their brains tired? But that's something we got to fight through uh, because I always look at them in the eye and the timeout, and I say they've been out there the whole time too. I know. Uh, so. One of the things you talked to me about post-game was maturity, right? And uh, late in the ball game, uh, you're up eight with about four minutes to play. Uh, Isaiah Crawford, who's usually a heck of a competitor, but he's usually pretty mild-mannered, controls his emotions. Him and Buffin were getting after it. They were called for a double technical foul, and it wasn't pushing and shoving. I think it was just running their mouths, if I'm not mistaken. That was Isaiah's fifth foul. He's done for the game, and they outscore 17-4 to four the rest of the way. It's one of those areas where you just have to keep your composure, don't you? Have you have to for your team. And if you don't think about yourself, you got to think about your teammates. Um, I used to watch old uh, Navy SEAL videos, and, and when I used to watch those videos, it was enamored because you had a bunch of men out there going to fight for one cause, but they weren't thinking about themselves. They were thinking about the guys to the left and right of them, and that's what I told. That was my message to Isaiah. At some point, you got to think about your teammates. And uh, in that moment, he let the, the, the heat of the battle get to him. Um, it, it hurt us more than it hurt them on the double tech, yeah. and we just got to know that, and uh, we got to be smarter and mature. Um, at that time, I don't think they were, they were struggling to guard us. Um, I think the next possession was a travel um, um, on the middle touch in the zone. And it just spiraled downhill from there. And so um, you do, you, 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 you want to give your best shot. Sure. And by giving your best shot, what you got to do is be mature and go out there and, and give all the energy and effort you have uh, uh, to play in the way we know how to play. And I just don't think we did that the whole game. Well, and, and it's a one-point game, even despite all that, with 30 seconds left. We missed a, uh, we missed a shot. Quandre Bullock, a great athletic play, went and got the offensive rebound, got fouled, unfortunately, misses two free throws. They come down. We foul on the uh, defensive rebound. Jemison hits both. He's still just a one-possession game, but I think back-to-back -back turnovers, which resulted in us having a foul. They make all their free throws. All of a sudden, you lose 81-74. It was, a, it was an offensive rebound dunk tip that put them up one. Yep. Uh, and then there was a free throw line non-box out, um, just not being focused on the free throw line, which our team gave up. I don't like calling out individuals because sure. we're a team. We sure. win as a team and we lose as a team. But a free throw line box out, uh, a non-box uh, non out on the shot that we made them miss 
like I said, our first shot defense was pretty good. Yeah. If you're holding teams at about 25% on your first shot defense, you'll take that any day of week, anybody country. But you can't give them second, third, and fourth chance opportunities at the same in the same possession to score. Uh, teams are too good for that. And so uh, we had a tough practice today. Uh, we put the bubble on, so we knew balls weren't going in the rim. Uh, we're going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to get better. I'm going to continue to challenge our guys and, and uh, playing 40 minutes and playing for each other. Uh, we're going to get better from it. All right, explain when you say we put the bubble on. What do you mean when you say we put the bubble on? We put a bubble on the basket. No balls going in. That means you know every shot's a miss. Gotcha. Uh, so you're forced to block you're out. Forced you're forced to, to go out. after the you're offensive rebound. rebound. You're forced to play hard because you know at the end of the day, ain't no shot going in. You can't rest. You can assume that it's a miss. Right. And so we had one of those type practices today. And like usually when we do have those kind of practices, we usually respond. But we have to respond. I always say we, we love playing fat, uh, tough and we love playing together. But when you, you got to add the smart on there to be great. And we want to add the smart on that and value every possession. Well, rebounding is going to be key on uh, Thursday night. When we come back, we'll talk about your opponent Thursday night, Western Kentucky. Uh, that's coming up. You're listening to Inside Tech Basketball on the LaTeX Sports Network from Learfield. Thanks so much. Bulldog fans help the red and blue go green by recycling on Bulldog and Lady Texas game days. In partnership with the city of Ruston, Graphics Packaging International, and Pepsi, Louisiana Tech Athletics is working towards a more sustainable game day. Be on the lookout for the city of Ruston blue recycling bins to dispose all paper, plastic, and aluminum products. While you're watching the game, enjoy a refreshing Pepsi, and then dispose of your bottle in conveniently located receptacles throughout the stadium concourse. Ruston residents, for more information and to sign up for curbside recycling, visit rustonrecycles.org today. We're about living in the moment. You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music. We're the doers, the shakers, the tastemakers. The ones who dance to their own beat. The ones who stay cool when things heat up. Whether the party is big or small. We're the ones who never want it to end. The ones who can't stop. And never will. The beat starts at Pepsi.com. Pepsi. Live for now. Another season of women's and men's college sports is underway. Follow your alma mater or favorite team in their pursuit of the prestigious Learfield Directors Cup at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at thedirectorscup.com. Trophies will be awarded in June 2023 to the winning institutions in all competitive divisions. Learfield Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics. Welcome back to Inside Tech Basketball here at the Doghouse Sports Grill. I want to thank uh, Danielle Davis and the folks here at the Doghouse for uh, their hospitality each Monday night uh, throughout the year. As uh, We have football in the fall, basketball, and then we'll move into baseball come this spring. Uh, Coach, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, Thursday night at home, that's the good news. You're at home Thursday and Saturday. you got Western Kentucky coming in here, and that's a team that has uh, won three in a row. 
Um, they boast uh, one of the tallest players uh, in the country. They have some really athletic guards. It's going to be an 8 o'clock tip-off uh, for TV, so I'm going to take a nap that day so I can make sure I stay awake. The uh, tip times matter uh, when you're talking about 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. Yes, they do. Um, and it's not per se what time you play. It's your travel schedule. Are you coming from off the road? Are you coming from another place? Um, if you play a 7 o'clock game one night, you travel the next day and play a 2 o'clock game, um, those things actually really do matter. And actually what you want to do is give your team enough time to be off their feet as long as they can to be able to be fresh and give their best effort. Um, you know, we're not in the NBA. We don't have charter jets to get us to the next city. Uh, so usually travels pretty hard for every team in the conference. Uh, and we have some challenging places to get to from everywhere uh, in our conference. And so we just got to make the most of it. I don't think uh, from being in this league three years as assistant now, I've ever heard anybody complain uh, about it, but it does affect you a little bit. And, and you just got to kind of navigate it the best way you know how. Well, I mentioned uh, they've got some size inside. We saw some size on uh, on Saturday, uh, Trey Jemison. Now, he's a different type of size. I mean, he's a big 260-pound, nothing-but-muscle guy that kind of bowls you around. Uh, when Western Kentucky rolls in here, uh, I'm trying to remind myself, you probably know off the top of your head, Jamarian Sharp, a mm -hmm. young man for Western Kentucky, uh, goes seven foot five, mm -hmm. uh, one of the tallest players in the country, and he is really difficult especially to deal with on the on their defensive end of the floor no doubt i mean he you know when i was in the american we had a guy named taco fall that we played against i remember U ucf right ucf yeah. he was seven six and they really take your ability to way to uh, to score at the rim you know efficiently in the half court uh and what we got to do is we got to get them up and down and score as many times we can against a non-set defense uh score in transition when he's not set back there uh kind of in the paint we have to move him around on the floor and ball screens and things of that nature to get him away from just anchoring in at the basket. And um, if we can do that and then play inside out, uh, play in the paint, draw the defense, kick to make open shots, I think we can be good. Uh, but like I say, again, we got, we got to do our job in doing the tough things. And I always like to tell our team we like to do, be the best at uh, doing the things that don't require talent. And like I said, that was what we felt like we didn't do against UAB that would have won us a game. Um, boxing now doesn't require talent, it requires heart. And so we want to be the best at those things. I think if, we, if we're the best at those things, we're going to give ourselves a chance to win. Sharp uh, only averages six points a game. He pulls down seven rebounds. They, you know, he, does, he is a factor on the offensive end, obviously. They're not necessarily looking to always dump it into him, per se. But 73 block shots this year. He's averaging four and a half a game. And a lot of times it's not just the block shot, it's the altered shot. That's the biggest stat. I mean, you talk about 73 blocks and probably, you know, 300 alters. Right. You know, that he has on the year. And, you know, you got guys that are six foot tall running in there trying to shoot over a 7'5 guy with trajectory. You don't practice that. And there's no way to simulate that. Uh, you can get uh, sticks up and throw them up. But, you know, sometimes you're too tall with the sticks and sometimes you're too short. Uh, but you got a guy that's athletic and long. Um, so it's going to pose a challenge for us. Uh, I'll go back and watch some film of how we, we played when we were at Houston against Taco and uh, try to come up with a game plan that's efficient, uh, that's not too different than what we're used to, um, but being able to run some of the same things we run 
uh, being able to really hang our hat on the defense end of the floor, get out, run in transition, uh, and try to get some easy baskets. Their leading scorer is their point guard, Davion Mike McKnight. He is an unbelievably athletic guy, can really shoot. It doesn't shoot a ton of three-pointers. He does get to the free throw line an awful lot. He really attacks the paint. No, he's really good. He's actually really good at posting up also. Uh, six one guy that's good at posting up, and he's dangerous as a post player because he can pass out of the post. And then guys like Luke Frampton become really good with him in the post. And so we got to come up with a plan to, one, keep him out of the paint off the bounce, um, and then when, we, when he gets in the post, be able to efficiently guard him without him making other players better. You know, the Bulldogs and uh, the Hilltoppers will be 8 o'clock tip-off this coming Thursday night at the Thomas Assembly Center. Uh, we're going to take our last commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. You're listening to Inside Tech Basketball on the Law Tech Sports Network from Learfield. Your one-stop for all college sports is the Varsity app and the brand-new Varsity Network website, thevarsitynetwork.com. Keep up with your favorite teams and the rest of college sports, no matter where you are, with thevarsitynetwork.com. Live and on-demand broadcasts, your favorite college-centric podcasts with stories and video around college sports and your favorite teams. Be sure to download the Varsity app and check out the brand-new Varsity Network website, thevarsitynetwork.com. Life's just more fun on a new easy go from Fairway Carts in Minden. It's more fun tailgating or camping with the family with an easy go multi-passenger cart. It's more fun hunting and doing farm chores with an easy go utility cart. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of easy go gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Have more fun on a new easy go from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call 318-371-CART and go Bulldogs! We're about living in the moment. You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music. We're the doers, the shakers, the tastemakers. The ones who dance to their own beat. The ones who stay cool when things heat up. Whether the party is big or small. We're the ones who never want it to end. The ones who can't stop. And never will. The beat starts at Pepsi.com. Pepsi. Live for now. Welcome back to the Doghouse Sports Grill. This has been Inside Tech Basketball. Malcolm Butler, Talvin Hester, and uh, Coach, uh, we got two of them at home this week. I know we're focused on Western Kentucky, so I'm not going to ask you uh, mm. to give me a scouting report <laughs> on Middle Tennessee. Uh, you probably haven't even really looked at them yet. But two more tough games. They're both at home. I thought we had a great crowd on Saturday against UAB, and we need that kind of support at home again this week. We do. I wish we had a car to give out every week, you know. Um, <laughs> But at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we so needed our fans, and I thought that's how we had an edge in that game um, as far as us playing well. E even through their offensive rebounding for, for, you know, 36 minutes, we, were still, we still had the edge, you know, and I felt like uh, the technical, the double technical kind of changed the game for us. Not only did it, it, it in, you know, enhance what their offensive rebounding was looking like, but 
it, it also put a damper on our team spirit. And that's my job to get them back focused and locked in. And I'll work on that and, and get better at doing that. But uh, like I say, we, we got to do better and we got to be more mature. Uh, so we keep ourselves out of those situations. But, yeah, Western Kentucky is going to be a really, really hard battle. I know Middle Tennessee sits there in the wings waiting, but, you know, they have somebody else to worry about. And at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, when you look at these games and look at the scores, everybody's playing tonight. You know? Yeah. Um, so they're, they're in battles. If they're focused on somebody else right now, Middle Tennessee has UAB tonight. And so that's going to be a dogfight in itself. And Western's playing FAU right now. Uh, you know how that one is. So uh, we got our hand cut out for us. I don't think we have an easy game down the, way, uh, down the stretch. Uh, so we don't expect anything. And more, more over than anything, we, we don't want anything handed to us. We want to go take it. So well, uh, we just want to be good. They've been enjoyable games for sure. Obviously a lot more enjoyable when you end up in the W column. But they've been some great basketball games. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you uh, Thursday night at 8 o'clock at the Thomas Assembly Center of the Bulldogs and the Hilltoppers. Best of luck this week. Thanks so much. want to thank uh, John Tabor and Elton Taylor, our two engineers who got us on the air, kept us on the air. want to thank our basketball SIDs, Kyle Cavanaugh and Kane McGuire. Uh, and then obviously Kyle Robertson, Brooks Store, Lady Texter head coach. Bulldogs and Hilltoppers Thursday night, 8 o'clock at the Thomas Assembly Center. It should be a good one. For Talvin Hester, I'm Malcolm Butler saying so long, everybody. Live from Doghouse Sports Grill, this has been Inside Tech Basketball with Brooks Store and Talvin Hester. Brought to you by Origin Bank, the official bank of La Tech Athletics. Northern Louisiana Medical Center, the official imaging partner of La Tech Athletics. And by Doghouse Sports Grill, official watch party host of La Tech Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the LaTeX Sports Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.